Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate with my pod pal Phil. Greetings and merry tidings. Yes, and we are here to give you guys all the best breakdown of this last week in the NBA. Pretty chill week for the most part, but we had our first firing of the year, Phil. We had our first firing. Big day. Um, obviously has to be broken Was he down. your prediction for first fire? I don't he think so. Not. I don't even think he was... I don't even think he was brought up when we talked yeah, about that. Yeah, he wasn't on the radar. Yeah. You um, had some vendetta against, uh, who was it? Atkinson. That's who it was, yes. yes. So, so the other New York coach. All right, well, let's just get right into it since we already gave it away. Uh, so, yeah, David Fisdale, he's out. He's no longer the New York Knicks coach. If you've been following the NBA in any capacity, you guys know that. Um, what was the initial reaction, Phil? What was the initial reaction? I was off my phone for a while, and then I, like, checked I was like, oh, okay. Well, I was getting texts from you. I was getting texts from other people, and I saw like the, the little notification. Like, interesting, but like, what? Like, there's no point in doing it right now, because I mean, what can you do now that you can't do at the end of the season? What you might as well just keep in there, let them rack up like losses, like they're going to. What's the point of putting Mike Miller in there and just kind of like giving him this like tall task that he's not equipped for? Neither was Fizdale, but you might as well just let him just kind of. Just stay the course until it's over, and then you can shop for free agent coaches in the summer. What do you think? Yeah, I, I've i never been a Fisdale fan. Um, he's always kind of struck me as, you know, like a player's guy who didn't really have a whole lot of X's and O's, didn't really have a whole he, lot of authority. He's a big rah-rah um, guy. He is, and that's not the worst thing in the world always, but I, I've always said, like, you know, NBA coaches, it's completely circumstantial. So some teams are okay with that kind of coach. Some teams need more X and O's guys. Some teams need a guy that is going to have you know a strong kind of grasp in the locker room. I mean, like this Knicks team is a it's a very young team for the most part with some veterans, but like not like veteran stars that are really going to you know show the young guys the ropes. Like they need a real basketball coach. Like they need a guy that's going to coach basketball, make these guys better. Um, that's really just not part of Fizdale's track record. So I didn't think it was a good fit. I didn't. I've never really loved the fit for what the Knicks were trying to do. Um, but yeah, I do agree with you in the sense that I just don't see like why now? Like why now? Um, like what is their plan now? Do you have somebody um, that's out there that you want? I don't see anybody on that bench. I mean, you have this guy Mike Miller who coached the G League, and you know maybe he's a good basketball mind. I don't know, but. I doubt he's the next head coach of the Knicks. I, I just, yeah, I agree with you. That I would just re- probably rather just let the season ride out. I mean, it's it can't get much worse than this. And he'd probably fight the end of the year regardless, and then you do your coaching search. But I just don't know what the plan is. I don't know what the plan is. No here. one knows what the plan is. We don't even know what the plan is with the uh, upper management. We're thinking probably uh, Scott Perry and Steve Mills are probably on the way out, at least one of them. Yeah, uh, it's a mess. I mean, listen, the Knicks thought that they were going to be better than they are. And I honestly think that, call me crazy, I think they're better than their record. I I think they are. I agree. They play some good games sometimes. Like, yeah. Like, are they a playoff team? No. Are they a team that's above 500? Definitely not. But they have some talent in some areas. Like, is it the best mix of players? Definitely not. They have... A 
crazy lack of shooting, which is always a problem. They never um, have shooting. That's their whole thing. Yeah, they don't have a point guard that could score, also a problem. But they have some real NBA players. They have some – I mean, R.J. Barrett's – he's been pretty good. I think, you know, he's he, – he doesn't he does look like a bust right now. He's been good for a rookie. Like, there's not – there's some good things about their roster. Uh, but they're clearly not getting the most out of their talent. Um, they have a lot – they've had a lot of winnable games – that they've lost. Uh, they're better than 419, but I, there's got to be some kind of plan. There's got to be some kind of plan. And when you see that the roster is how it is and they're not playing this well, like, does firing the coach solve those issues at this point? I mean, is he the best coach? No, but I just don't see why now. Like, why now? How is this going to make us better? Firing him now, how is that going to make us better? Yeah, you got to have some kind of – <clears throat> playing in place if you're just gonna fire and then just wait for like you can't just fire and then be like all right the plan is this you're gonna have to know what you're doing i don't know why they're doing it now when they don't have a plan in place like there was obviously yeah, nobody to be like okay you're next in line yeah i mean it's it's early i mean we saw a few a couple of years ago the suns fired earl watson really early um and, you know, that didn't work out great. They had interim coach the rest of the year. Honestly, his name's escaping me. I kind of forget who the interim coach was. Um, but they, had, they ended up hiring uh, the Slovenian coach Igor um, for the year after. And he got fired. Mm-hmm. And now they have Monty Williams. Yep. So, um, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know who they're looking for right now. Uh, and, and one of the worst part about it was, Phil, the... the Mills and Perry didn't even talk to the media. No. Like, they didn't even give ba- a respectful little goodbye. They Like the release statement. A- I saw a thing on Twitter I mean, was the release statement of Jeff Hornacek and Fisdale, and they gave like a nice little spiel about Jeff Hornacek back in like, what was that, 2016? Yeah, something like that. And then Fisdale, they were just, it was just like the, the normal legislator where it was like the Knicks are waving or releasing, uh, firing David Fisdale. I was like, All right. yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. No I mean, how do you not, how do you not talk to the media and answer the questions? I mean, like this has been a t- it's been a shit show this year. Like, yeah. there's really no other way to put it. I mean, you've had a couple bright spots in the roster, but like the results of the games have been terrible, bleak, bleak. Um, it's been sad, honestly, because like it's it's even sad because you look at the Brooklyn Nets and they didn't even like their free agents aren't even playing. Like Kyrie Irving's been out. Durant's been out. Karis LeVert, who's like their their big young star, has been out, and they managed to win games with less talent. So like you have the crosstown rival doing things that the Knicks can't. Uh, it's it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating to even put into words. Yeah, it's sad. Um, but all right, so let's 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 think. Let's put ourselves in the shoes of the Knicks, and let's do thing like. What kind of coach do you want this team to have? I've had somebody. I've had somebody that have been telling everybody I want. I want to be the coach of the Knicks, and it's not going to fucking happen. But I'm going to let you go first. But go, I, no, I'm no, no. Go t- ahead. Go ahead. I'm curious. I, You've piqued I, my curiosity. I want David Blatt to be the coach of the. That's Knicks. what I was thinking. Really? Yes. I just want him to be the coach of the Knicks. I just think that he's a basketball. I coach. thought you were going to say like Rick Pitino or something. But I was like, oh, okay. I was. No, I, was, I, I, I was just Pitino, curious he's just he's a uh, Rick, sketchy he's, feller. I like him as a college coach, but uh, the co- college to NBA doesn't have the great track. I mean, it works sometimes, but eh, usually not. Um, Agreed. 
I want David Blatt. That's why I was thinking. I was like, God, he's a he's, real basketball. He he doesn't like. He's not about like the antics. He's literally just like I just hoop. I just like the hoop. Yeah, exactly. I'll talk that's, the hoop. Like, that's why he was like the worst fit. Well, we we have to remember also David Blatt. He was hired with Cleveland before LeBron was there. So he was hired to coach kind of that young upstart team with Kyrie. Yeah, and he was going to mold them into a good basketball yeah. team. But then everything kind of went off the rails because he's got to just temper with uh, personalities. That was his job. Yeah, and then yeah, it, it was going to be that it was going to be Kyrie Irving. It was going to be Andrew Wiggins, and it was going to be you know this young upstart Cavs team with this new coach from overseas who is known for making a lot. I mean, he won, I believe, the Euro Championship with Maccabi. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I, didn't, I don't watch overseas basketball too much. But from what I hear, he had a team that was completely undermanned, and he managed to win a lot of games. Um, yeah, it was Maccabi. And, He's now with Olympiacos. Yeah. I wonder if there's yeah. a way he can get out of that contract. And that was, you know, and like that was what Cleveland was going for. But then LeBron James wants to come, so now you have LeBron, and now Wiggins is gone. You have Kevin Love, and like the complete, the the expectations are completely different. It's and a paradigm it's just, shift. It's just a different vibe. Exactly. I mean, now LeBron LeBron runs the franchise, and clearly that wasn't a good fit for whatever reason. Um, and now he's kind of just been like, every, now he's kind of like a joke almost. When you bring him up, like I don't know why. I mean, he's like a good basketball coach, I think. A guy who knows basketball. And that's what the Knicks need right now. Like we need players need to be taught the game of basketball. You know? Yeah, I I hundred percent agree. He's just I mean, we he's an X and O basketball mind. Yeah, like we need somebody who's going to help the progression of Kevin Knox, of R.J. Barrett. Well, you just got to give Frank Nielakina, Kevin Knox minutes. Mitchell Robinson. He needs well, yes, he needs minutes, but he also needs guidance. He needs guidance. Right? No, yeah, no. I'm just saying, like his first step in getting guidance is through getting minutes in the NBA, and Fisdale just didn't do that. He would just set him up on opportunities to fail. He would be like, do not play. And then next game, he'd be like, I want him to work on like defense. He's got to be a dog. And then he put him in shooting guard to defend. I forget who it was. Was it DeMar DeRozan? And he just can't. Like, you can't. He's not that athletic. He can't hang. There's no point to it. Yeah. You're just setting him up yeah. for failure. I mean, Fizz there, listen. Like, he liked the guys. You know, he's dapping up the players on the sidelines. Um, he's Coach Clapper. He's like, if you watch football, he's like Jason Garrett. Honestly. He's like Jason some um, coaches might like. I don't really think he's making anybody better. I don't really think he's making he's making the most of his team. Um, I'm happy he's gone. I don't like him as the next coach. I'm just scared to see what the next move. That that is what it no, is. No, right? There's a there's a. I think there's a stark contrast in coaches. There's there's rah rah who are just like guys that you just like they just chatter you up and they're like hyping you up basically the entire game. And that only works in situations where it's like. Like, you got the Warriors. Steve Kerr, I, I think he's, like, more of, like, a rah-rah. Like, he'll just hype you up and, like, get you focused and keep your mind on, like, what you're doing. And that works when you have a team of, like, four All-Stars or three All-Stars or a competent team. And then you have, like, guys like X's and O's that aren't really, like, personalities, like Brad Stevens at the Celtics. And he just kind of forms the team and plays the way that he's – with the cards he's given. And, like, he kind of configures a system yeah. that works with all the people's different stuff. And I think, like, then- Fistel is yeah. just a strict rah-rah man. Blatt is the polar I, I, opposite. I, like, I think it'd be better. I'd love to see it. I mean, there's been no chatter of that. Like, this is being completely just pulled out of, like, what I want to see. Um, but, yeah. Great uh, times for the Knicks, to say the least. Interesting times. Uh, like, are they going to go the whole year with uh, Is that going to happen? It's, it's like, it's so it's early to do. Because, I mean, realistically, like... We're... What are they going to do? Real, honestly, they're probably the thing is they're probably not even going to look at David Black because they're not that smart. 
or savvy. Scott Perry's going to look around and be like, hmm, Mark Jackson? Uh, who else? Who knows? Mark Jackson might be blackballed at this point. I don't know. I mean, they just look for big names so they can be like, oh, Flash, Substance. Yeah, I'm tired of the recycling of, like, NBA coaches where, like, one gets fired, then he gets hired, and fired, hired, fired. Like, let's get somebody – and, like, yeah, Black did get fired, sure, but he's not, like, that NBA guy that, you know, just kind of ping-pongs around. Like, like we took Hornacek – like, you know, Hornacek gets fired from the mat, from the oh, – sorry, from the Suns. Like, okay, we'll take him. You know, Fizdale's gone from the Grizzlies. Okay, we'll take him. Like, let's think outside the box a little bit. Let's try to wanna, get yeah, speaking somebody... of outside the box, I have a – I do have a dark horse. Are you going to say Becky Hammond? No. That's not a bad idea, okay. though. I was going to say... Um, okay. You, you're not a Becky Hammond fan? <laughs> uh, listen, like, I, I, I'm sure she knows a shit ton about basketball. Probably a lot more than me. Definitely a lot more than me. But, like, I just don't... And, like, listen, this might sound bad. And I'm not saying she can't coach basketball. I just don't think the Knicks are in a position to experiment right now. Yeah, no, I think the Knicks would be... A, it would be a tough situation with, like... Because that's a lot of publicity... And like you said, a lot yeah. of publicity, and it's just like it's just you're just trying something new where it's like the Knicks, they're not in a position to take risks like that at All this right. point. And like, you fine, don't, don't be know. a social warrior. I get it. Sorry, sorry, anyway. sorry, Becky Hammond. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right, make it make it enemies, misogynistic swine. I'm not trying to make enemies. If, if anybody's listening, they think I, I Becky Hammond, you know, no, it's clear as day. You have some kind be... of beef. I don't know how you're gonna squash it. Oh, sorry. You just, have, you just have, like, a public <laughs> statement in, like, a week or something. I don't know. Just throwing ideas. Listen, one, 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 I just, I'm sure there's a lot of things <laughs> yeah. that I could use. Or just not the Knicks. Not the Knicks right now. They need to, oh like, they okay. can't be experimenting. Okay. okay. All right. I'll save you from your misogynistic tear. I was thinking Jeff Van Gundy, because, I mean, like, literally, he's been with the Knicks. He was in the Knicks in the 90s, and he just had just mm-hmm. a great dynamic with the players. He was able to, like, yeah. you don't think so? Uh no, I see where you're coming from. I I like the idea of kind of of I like I like things about that hire. Like the things I like about that hire are somebody who kind of understands what the Knicks are all about. Somebody who understands like what playing in New York City is about, what the Garden's about. Just kind of like really embracing that and like knowing that it's you know it's an important thing that like can be great if it's done well. Like I like that. I like getting somebody from the Knicks, but. I just don't know how like connected he is to like kind of modern day. NBA yeah, thinking. that's my you know like that's I, my two bugaboos. It's one of them because I mean he's yeah, just I, he's been out of it for like twenty years and yeah he's got a cushy really spot broadcasting wise. Yeah, he watches a ton of basketball like he's you know announcing he's watches games you know all the time. He listens to the ESPN pod. Booth. Sure, he listens to the pod. Um, we text frequently, mm. but uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like when you're out of coaching for that long, like it's tough. Uh, it's tough, but that's an option. Um, I see some positives to it. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like the Knicks, it's not an appealing job at this point. No, it is. You know, it's really, it's, it's really not. Um, it's a good challenge is, for someone that wants to that thinks they can. It do is some, a good challenge. It, it, um, it, it, it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's how I feel. Um, but. Hey, listen, the Knicks are going to keep on playing. They lost the heartbreaker again last night. Um, Julius Randle, free throws, just free throws. Julius Randle's been so disappointing. Yeah. By far the most disappointing player on that team. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) do you even think, I know this is not realistic at all, but what do you even think the market is for Julius Randle? Because realistically, he's an expiring contract in a year, and he's a 
solid player probably in the right situation unless he's just fully fallen off the wagon and he's been poisoned by the Knicks. No, yeah, I mean he's still like a help. He can still help people. I mean, he's clearly not a go-to option. Um, I thought he would like he put up really good numbers last year, but like he's just not like he's just a guy you kind of bring off the bench and he just gives you production, but like he's not really going to be part of your like winning lineups. You know, he's a more equipped Thaddeus Young. Yeah, but he's also he, like less of a winning player than Thaddeus Young. Well, I just mean like, he's Thaddeus got more Young, tools in his chest for like getting you buckets, but like he's not as better of a basketball player. Yeah. yeah. He's more he equipped play, to he, score. He, he just doesn't play the right way. Yeah. Hey. But, but but back to your question about the market, um, it would be a bad time to trade him. You're definitely not going to trade him now. It's like the low point. Yeah. But there will be a market. He's 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 a tradable contract. He's still pretty young. Um, Any ideas? Any takers? Um, like a, it's like, what are you going to get is the question. It's like, I mean, realistically knowing the Knicks, they are not savvy nor smart. They, there's a possibility that they just send Julius Randle out for a matching contract that expires and like a second rounder. They're just going to just whatever, if they even do trade him realistically, no, but if they're going to trade him, they're just going to do something stupid just to clear, wash their hands of this sin. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think a better trade candidate would probably be Marcus Morris because he's playing oh, so he's well. Oh, he's Audi. He's Audi. What are you going to get for him? He's playing so well. His three-point shooting is ridiculous. I've, I've narrowed it down. Marcus, Marcus Morris is shooting, I believe, over 50% from three-point land. He, he's shooting right around there. I know that for sure. I mean, it's crazy. And when you watch him, it's like, I don't even, like, he shoots in, you're just like, I know this isn't what he's usually like. Um, I know. I have four he's spots, He's shooting exactly I think. 50%, taking almost wow. six a game. <laughs> he's, he's shot a 60 for 120 this year, which is crazy. Do you, do you remember, like, a few years ago when Maurice Harkless was shooting, like, he had to shoot 36% for, like, an extra million dollars in his salary? I did. In the last <laughs> five games, he just didn't shoot a fucking shot. Yeah. <laughs> he would literally pump fake his threes, take a step in, and just, oh, yeah, oh well. Listen, I respect anyway. it. Uh, he's getting his bag. Not all of us can. Um, yeah, I don't know. Knicks will be a team to watch out for, unfortunately. Um, how soon until you start? Because there's always a point in the season. Because, like, as a Knicks fan, like, you know, Knicks, they take, they take priority for me watching games. And I'll watch them, like, you know, I usually, I try to watch as many NBA games as I can. And, you know, if Knicks are playing at 7, like, that's always the game I'm going to watch. And then, like, yeah. I'll see what game is on after. Like, maybe there's a good 9.30 game, a good 10 o'clock game. Um, but, like... Are, are we? There's always a point in the season where I'm just like, Dad, no, like it comes seven, and if the Knicks are playing, like I'll just find the best game possible. That's not the Knicks. Like, what? When are we at that point yet? You think or almost? Like, um, I, I don't think I'm there yet, but yeah, I think up. I'm, I think I'm, I'm tried and true, and I'm hanging in there. But I am. My threads are are getting yeah. thin. Yeah, we're probably looking. I'll probably give them the rest of this month, honestly. Uh, yeah, and then we'll see. Because Brett, maybe, my interest usually wanes right after the All Star break because those are just like, like oh, you just those get to are the, crazy. Those are crazy. Yeah, the, yeah. The post. I mean, like once you get to like end of February, March games with like the bad teams, it's like yeah, you're in. I don't even know who's playing. It's almost like they took D one players and just um, yeah. The end of the regular season definitely drags a little bit. Everybody's just kind of ready for the playoffs at that point. Bottom of the barrel. But um, yeah, that's that's next talk. I think we could show with the next talk for today. All right, Phil. So I'm looking at two teams in each conference that 
are kind of one tier below like play teams, and then we got the Bucks. Um, right, just the Bucks probably in the East. Uh, so let's start with the East. I'm I'm looking at the Celtics. It's really been hot. Won three straight games. Um, currently second, sitting tied for second in the East right now. Um, and I just want to know. I want to find out, like, you know, how much of a contender they really are. You know, how real are the Celtics? Uh, what do you think? I think it's interesting because they, they, they got some chops. They got actual players. But I think they really got to just bolster their, like, front court because realistically you're not making it nowhere. You're doing diddly squat in the playoffs with Enos Cantor just running you up your center and uh, Tice. 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 Yeah, but yeah. Tice isn't, like, an athletic mobile big like i mean he's athletic and mobile but he's not to the point where he's like your go-to guy and robert williams is as coordinated as a basketball Mm -hmm. okay um all fair points so phil i got i gotta tell you i saw this trade revolving involving the celtics um it would be a blockbuster and it would fix your problem in terms of that big man that they could really just plant down low Mm -hmm. uh Blockbuster trade, Celtics Thunder, revolving around Stephen Adams and Gordon Hayward. Interesting. Okay, what did the Thunder get out of it? Just expiring? They got it. You sweet, sweet my pot. Well, sweet well, my Gordon, pot, man. Well, Gordon Hayward was a good player. Okay. I mean that that would. Re- I mean, I, and the Thunder are kind of one of those franchises that are like, like yes, they want to do the smart basketball thing and be conscious of their future. But I think it's a team that I think it's a team that wants to be good. You know. I I think Chris Paul and Gordon Hayward would be like a fun team. I think they have Nerlens Noel at center right now. Um, I don't think it would take any major sweeteners. I mean, Stephen Adams isn't really the best contract. I think you got to sweeten my pot. Me, Sam Presti, his biggest advocate, obviously, he's gonna need a pot sweetener. Um, can I give you a first round pick from from what like this year? You think next year's Boston pick? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that probably might. Can I give you Carson Edwards? I mean, realistically, they're kind of short up in the, the guard spots. Because if they're Grant Williams, Grant Williams would be interesting. I think like a first and <laughs> maybe Grant or just a Grant by himself. Because I mean, realistically, the Thunder are they're smart. They know they're they they can just get Gordon Hayward if they wanted, but they're gonna want something more. And the Celtics are kind of in that position where they need it. And realistically, Stephen Adams is the best guy on the market. If you can get him for. <clears throat> A, a lowly Grant Williams and Gordon Hayward, maybe a first, that's kind of a deal worth taking because they're kind of in the – they're in that weird spot. They're always in the weird spot where they're like in the future, but they're also right now. And the Thunder are kind of yeah, in that spot they, that they need yeah. – they they definitely need to lean towards the future because I, I think yeah, Chris I Paul def- will be gone. Danilo might be gone. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, th- I think I'm just like a, a team that could be like a part of the playoffs – um, they have a good team. I, you know, I think they. Sh- I think they're going to make the playoffs. I really do. Um, I think it's possible. Right now, there's. Right now, they're. I mean, they're the ninth team. They're a half game out of the eighth spot. They're nine and twelve. They got good players. Daniel Gallinari, like these are NBA players that like, really help your team. Um, I think they would like to have Gordon Hayward on their squad. Um, I don't know, but uh, yeah, so. All right, let's just. I just want to throw that All out right. there, but circling back to the Celtics, like, you know, they have a lot of scoring and athleticism on the perimeter. 
Um, but you're right. They can't times. Um, they might for the Bucks, given, you know, how just dominant Giannis all of Florida, especially on the interior. Um, so I'll, 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 I'll kind of dice this question to two parts. You chop my chicken nuggets up for me like that? Yeah, I'm going to chop them up a little uh, bit. It's uh, disrespectful. Do you think Do you think the Celtics could see the the Bucks in the conference finals? And do you think that they could give them a competition? Maybe. Um, I mean, I think kinda, you're a little too high happy on the Bucks because I think it doesn't. We don't know. It really depends on who's going where and what and when. Because if the Celtics okay. got to go through the Bucks or they got to go through the Sixers before they get to the other one, whichever other one, or maybe neither, because maybe it's the Celtics or the um, Celtics are alone. And then the Bucks and the, <clears throat> Oh, sorry. The Bucks and the Sixers are like in a different bracket before they even get to the Eastern conference finals. We don't know how it's going to shape up. That's fair. So, That's fair. I mean, things could happen and Celtics might even just be there without anybody just out of sheer luck, which is unlikely, but still, um, so, I mean, it's realistic. The Celt- if the Celtics are facing the Sixers or the Bucks, I don't think they're that deadly unless they can really – if they got Steven Adams, it would be make it more interesting, but problematic, I, not so much. Okay. Wow, um, what's your take? Have you been impressed with – I mean, like, no, listen, I'm, I'm a big Bucks guy just because I, th- I just don't see – I just think Giannis is by far the best player in the East and – I think they're one of the least, but I want to I want to stay Celtic centric for a second, and like they they have a lot of talent. Going to his problem. Jason Tatum is probably I think he has a good chance to be an All Star this year. Actually, oh yeah, uh, I didn't think so at the beginning, but yeah, know, I sadly have to agree now. He's got scoring talent. Um, he's 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 getting a lot better as a playmaker, which is a big thing. Um, he's upping his assists. He's getting close, you know, closer to three assists per game, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I mean, earlier in his career, he was really just kind of like a shooter slash, you know, two dribble pull up guy. Slash. Um, and now you see, yeah, now you see him really reading the floor more, making passes off of his drives. So Tatum's a guy that has really been progressing, and Jalen Brown's also a guy who's been progressing. So there's a lot of things to like if you're the Celtics, but as you said, yeah, they're kind of in limbo between that future and you know win now mode so they're they're definitely an interesting team at the deadline um a team to watch out for sure certainly certainly um so let's pivot to the west for a sec talk about dallas who won a lot of games actually had a pretty unfortunate loss today against the kings but looking back for the doubt you know can't win all of them uh they're still a third in the west right now luca's just playing unreal uh how much of this Mavs stuff do you think is legit? Um, I got to tell you, these these Mavs, I saw them in the library a few times at school. <clears throat> they looked all right. We did some homework together. But, uh-huh. I mean, t- they just took off their glasses. And I'm like, yeah? what is, who are you? What okay. is this beautiful statistical phenomenon going on in front of my eyes? Uh-huh. So what do you like about them? What did you see when they took those glasses off? I saw blindingly 
blue, whatever color shade blue Maverick eyes they had. <laughs> and just oh, the God. things they were telling me. They were teaching me all about these statistics from Luca. It's ridiculous. Luca's averaging they, they... 39 and 10 right now. Yeah, Luca's. He's playing Luca's crazy playing... and he's got no help. How about some timely shot making from Tim Hardaway? Exactly. Every game, it's someone, some random person steps up. KP isn't even consistent yet. When he gets consistent, so inconsistent. when he gets consistent, which he hopefully, me, me personally, I'm not hoping for it, but eventually he probably will be. <laughs> he's going to be like, the team is just going to be, it's just a category up than what they are right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like they've got a step to go um, just from working within their team. Like yeah. they don't even need to add somebody and they'll go a step up. Like they haven't met their peak and their peak is just like another tier higher. And it's interesting. It's really interesting. Do you see- yeah, you you don't have any worries about the high usage of. Oh no, yeah, there's definitely definite worries. Like if he gets hurt, has to sit out a game, load management. Sure, why not? I mean, he'll have to sit. And who are you going to run the show? Seth Curry, maybe for a game. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. He's he's pretty. Jaylen, I like Jalen Brunson. He's a very good. I'll hang out here, but like he's a nice backup. He's a nice he, backup. Point he is a spectacular. Robin. Yeah. He'll just hang in the background. You need? Oh, you need me? All right, cool. Shoot. Oh, you, you tired, Luca? You want to sit? I got you. I'll I'll facilitate for like ten minutes, but you gotta come back. <laughs> of course. Yeah. No, I feel that. Uh, Dallas is interesting. That you know they've they've definitely been the the I think the team that's kind of done better than people thought. Uh, we were both you know a little low on them before the season, but hey, they're playing. They're playing some great ball. We'll we'll, we'll see. Yeah, like you know, no one expected it's hard Luka to ride. To it's hard to ride Luca like this, like the whole season. I don't think any. Um, are you riding Luca like that, man? You better watch your mouth. Me? I'm not riding. It sounds nothing. like you're riding on Luca. I'm not riding on Luca. I'm riding on. I'm riding on Delon Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Big uh, straight out of the Delon Wright hive. Yeah, but. They got they got an East Coast swing. They're gonna play. They, it'll be it's gonna be cool to watch them against some East Coast teams. Uh, they play Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, Toronto, all in a row. Probably the probably the five best teams in the East. Right East now. Circuit. So, yeah, a little East Circuit going on. Um, that'll be cool. We'll see some of those kind of cross coast games. Uh, definitely some of the games to watch out for this upcoming week. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm big excited, um, but yeah, I think this year they've they've got a good they've got a good hold on what they're doing right now. Yeah, they definitely they definitely have a structure. They're sticking to it, and everybody knows their role, which is a big thing. That's a big key. team, big key. Everybody knows their role on that team. They have a lot of role players who do their job, and they go through Luca. So it's nice when you have players who know what they're doing every time down the court on both ends. And I think that's like a huge part of their success. Yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate with my pod pal, Phil. And as always, if you like our content, follow us on Twitter. Smash that like button. Smash that like and subscribe, baby. Um, Listen to us on all platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor app, whatever you guys like. And we'll see you guys next week for another scoop of the hoop.